Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Aggression was the key word. I really just want to work in Nuck if you buck somewhere. I just want to make that happen this morning. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80, ESPN News. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And the conversation was no Giannis meant that they were going to be dead in the water, that Milwaukee was going to struggle, and that Coach Budenholzer wasn't going to be able to make adjustments. That didn't turn out to be the case. God, I I love saying I was right. I feel like you're exaggerating this. Well, of course, it's radio. That's what we do. Of course. Um, And TV. The conversation wasn't that they couldn't make adjustments. Wait, wait, hold on. Monica McNutt, Jason Fitz, Keyshawn Johnson. Go ahead. Also, I would like to bring, at some point in the show today, I'd like to have a conversation about the use of the word thirsty, but we'll get back to, we'll get to that later. Just drink more water. It's a little tease. Shut up, Vince. That's not what I mean, and you know it. Anyway, uh, I don't think the conversation was that the Bucks wouldn't be able to make adjustments. I mean, Tim Legler made a great point yesterday on our show that the default adjustment that Bucks, that the Bucks go with when they're in the clutch moments is just give Giannis the... Give Giannis the ball, and that's not always the case. They're supposed to, they were home. It's time for Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday to step up. They did that, Holiday in particular. Then Lopez goes off. Yesterday you got what you expected to get. But all I'm saying, again, it wasn't like that they put the Hawks away without question. The Hawks I, I didn't right. get what I expected to get. From who? From, from Milwaukee. I didn't expect to get that. I expected oh, for them didn't. to be stressed out about what happened in game four. I expected that. Although I knew that they would be at home. And Chris Middleton would potentially, potentially would play better because he's done well at home opposed to being on the road. I didn't know that Brooke Lopez would all of a sudden decide to play in the paint and give me 30. No, and I don't think most people thought you that. You expected but, them to but, win, though. Okay. I ex- no, I you didn't I, expect them to win. I mean, I, I got expect- the receipts in the group text last I night. Expect- Somebody said Hawks I, win. I, I, I expected for them to struggle I, mentally and panic, and that's what I expected oh, okay. based off coming out of game four. Nah. Uh, it, and I also expected Trey Young to play, although Dr. Johnson was wrong. Um, <laughs> Where do you get your medical my, my, license from? Mm. It's an online school. Online school. It's it's visually looking at him, he looked like he might be able to play because he wasn't, he wasn't walking around hobbling. So that's why I thought that. But the other guys stepped up. Drew Holiday had a game. 25 that we, and 13. Something that we hadn't seen. So they all came to the party. Give and, me more and of that. Okay, but here's the thing. And Monica, you know, like the first time we ever worked together. Yes. I, I hit you up afterwards and said, you are awesome. And every time we've ever worked together, I tell you afterwards, you are just a rock star. Like Thanks, you are man. just absolutely blowing up this company, rightfully so, because you, you are great at what you do. Don't look at me like that. But you have you lost anything. your mind About with what? revisionist history. I have Yesterday, yes. yesterday it was, yes. oh, well, you know what? Budenholzer can't adjust. Like, that was said yesterday. Yes. And what did they yes. do? They went big. They adjusted. They had no choice because yeah, but, they didn't have but Why is it that we went into game four hey, hey, hey. and we, sur- we turned we around and game yes. Don't scream. No, hold on. On this show. All right. This is not, we gotta be this is not normal sports talk radio from 1985. We <laughs> have conversations. You know what? We're having a heated conversation. Okay, hold on. Go all heated what did conversation. I say yesterday? This please, is how my family communicated please, growing up. I don't please, know about you. No, please tell me what I said yesterday. Okay, so yesterday the comment was made 
that uh, a couple of things. One, that the Hawks made great adjustments in game four, which is true. That the Bucks came out flat, which is true. And that Budenholzer doesn't make great adjustments. That's part of his reputation. So what did we see last night? We saw the Bucks go big, right? We saw the Bucks absolutely change what they were doing in that sense. We saw the Bucks with all of their role players delivered. Now, why is it that yesterday when we were talking about the Hawks, we were throwing a damn parade for it like it was some epic thing that they figured out life without their star and we won't do the same thing for the Bucks today. How did they go big? What did they go big at? Help. Thank you, Key. Help me. He I mean, I'm trying to Giannis understand. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm like, how did they go big? All, all they because they put was... Brooke in the paint. But, but Giannis they put Giannis out. in the paint, too, but Giannis didn't want but to go did in the paint in game well, four. He started shooting so, air balls. Hey, excuse me, Key. We don't yell on this show. So, oh, yeah, Let's yeah. bring it down. Yeah. Oh, am I yelling? So, okay. So we who's... don't yell on this show. So... What I would say is, so is they didn't go, going, going big. Going big is when you got three Brook Lopez's on the floor and they only had one. That's not going big. That's a replacement for what Giannis also, was able to do. Mm, exactly. But the Let's argument is going to be that Giannis wasn't going into the paint that's being aggressive because. So that's not an adjustment. So that, that's if that's on Giannis, if that's that, on Giannis, then why is Bud a bad coach? Because every time I, I never get, say Bud is a bad coach. I just say what everybody else says, which is he needs to make adjustments at times. Which he seems to not yeah, do. I'm, cons- I'm, con- I'm I don't understand why this is hard for you to, to grasp. Nobody. Well, I, just, when we look at these two teams, right, going into the, this season, one of them should be in the conversation around the finals. The other is ahead of schedule. And so, yes, the expectations for the Bucks are higher. Yesterday, to me, was not about adjustments. Yesterday was Giannis isn't available. Brooke Lopez go play basketball. Which we threw a parade for when, when Atlanta did because the same thing. Because the Hawks are ahead of schedule and their star was out. There is no reason that we, the Bucks should have lost game four. We have sat here for the last month and apologized for why the Lakers were eliminated. We apologized for why the Clippers hey, were man, eliminated. Bring, hey, we hey, apologized hey, hey. for why the Nets were eliminated. And those are all teams that have tremendous talent and battled injuries. What we saw last night was Milwaukee, a team in that same spectrum, battle injuries and win, and we don't give them any credit. We gave so much that. credit every no. time Brooklyn won a game shorthanded. We gave so much credit every time the Clips won but a game shorthanded. Giving, but you, we are giving uh, No, you're Milwaukee. not. Y'all are coming in and no, saying, like, oh, we got to see more. We're giving Milwaukee the credit for winning at home and, and giving Brooke Lopez the credit for doing something Giannis Seems to refuse He's to do moody. which He's, is play sometimes he'll do down a key. low. Sometimes he'll do a key. Sometimes. Sometimes. That's it. Also, of your examples, I think again, you gotta look at the two teams and the expectations. The Lakers, sorry, Key, the Lakers and Phoenix, Phoenix is going to the finals. That's a very good team. They were injured. If the injuries played we out differently, we didn't it probably for goes Phoenix down different. To be there. Exactly. But if Phoenix you look at there. if you look at it, that I can see injuries clearly. The Hawks also were injured on in game four, like they did not have their star. And if the Bucks are supposed to be a team contending in the finals, I'm not sure why this is hard to grasp. But and, it's, and, it's only hard. It's not that four, it's. It fits. In game four, Monica mentioned Hawks not having the star. Trey Young sideline. Guess what? You're supposed to take They that. had their star in Giannis. Yeah. And they, they had still, him for three and, and a half raggedy. And raggedy. You're a thousand percent right. And I think it's absolutely a thousand percent credit to look at the Bucks and say, hey, you blew it in game four. And there's a real conversation we need to have about whether they'll regret that if Trey Young comes back in this series. I just think that we are quick to downplay everything Milwaukee does as meh, even when they turn around and make adjustments and do win games that, that, that frankly, well, I, again, yesterday, most people, not just on this show, most people were giving the Hawks all the credit yesterday and the favor yesterday. The Bucks went out and did what most people didn't want to give Here, them the ability to I do. Here's what I would say about that, though, Fitz. The Hawks were not built to win a championship this year. The Hawks fired their damn yeah, coach, man. That's the part. 
hard. They were not built to win a championship. I understand that. Drew Holiday arrived. But but yesterday you guys told there, me that Drew Holiday money. and Chris Middleton were big, just guys. Hold on one sec. I, I big, need to run big, the tape back, did we? Big money for all for both of those players. The Hawks don't have that on their team. Mm-hmm. Even though we lose Giannis, I still got $300 million. To, hold on. You said hold that. On. I know, and you guys you hold guys trashed me for yesterday. You guys disputed me see, yesterday I when I, I said it. that. I see, I got to train him some more. <laughs> oh, no, no, you ain't training me. You ain't training me. Because, yes, you, you, mentioned, you, mentioned, you mentioned them getting paid a lot of money. So the anticipation for them being paid a lot of money for everybody, I'm going to speak for everybody else, is we're paying you a bunch of money, whether you're an all-star or not. When the, your main guy goes down, you need to step up. They were not stepping up. They did not step up in game four. What did we go to sleep saying in game, after game four? Oh, the other players didn't step up. What did we mm-hmm. come into game five thinking? Since game four they didn't step up, they probably won't step up in game five. But they did. Hats off to them. Can they but, repeat it going but, back but, to Atlanta to finish the deal in game six? The Bucks are looking to get their role players to help get in the zone once again in game six. Get in the zone brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. All I'm saying is that yesterday when I said on this show, if they can't win this game without Trey Young, if they can't beat them with this $300 plus million with the contracts, then what's the point? It's a fail for Milwaukee. And, you, and, you, and, and y'all, y'all, y'all came back at the and time correct. and said, the thing is, those two players aren't that guy. They're just paid because that's the way I the market went. I certainly and, said and that last night, those players showed me that. But, but they, and they did last night. So why don't we last give them the credit? they did, and I'm giving them the credit today. I'm struggling. I won't give them a credit if they don't do it in game six. And I, I kind of hear what we're parsing here, and I guess I'm struggling to give them credit because Trey Young wasn't playing. Like you're so, that, the Bucks to me, are even supposed if, even to if be Trey, Even if Trey Young, Young was playing, I'm expecting for guys that I paid a lot of money to, that I value, that I think could potentially be good at it, Step up something that they've never done before. It's very difficult. It's very difficult, uh, Jason. When <laughs> see that's when I get first name. Yeah, yeah that's when I really get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Fitzy though. It, it's very difficult, and I had the same conversation with Jay Will several days ago because he was trying to give me an example. When guys are missing, like Harden or or Kyrie, Kevin Durant's done it before, or AD LeBron's done it before. So Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard's done it before, but Chris Middleton and Drew have never done it. So until you see them do it, you're gonna always have reserve. You're gonna always be like, well, they ain't never really. And you to know, be, they to need be fair, Giannis. To be fair, asterisk. I'm still like, okay, they did it. Can they do it if the Hawks are at full strength? Game six, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. The weekend preview brought to you by the Bank of America. Customized cash rewards, credit card. Earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. If there's one thing I know, when Keyshawn ranks anything in the NFL, it gets problematic for everybody on Twitter. This is about to get fired up because there are three NFL quarterbacks that have one thing in common, and he's going to rank them after this. Monica, you have a read. Oh, somebody? <laughs> After that. Wait, wait. He's going to rank them. I was like, no, I don't either. So there's one thing I know. When Keyshawn get ranks things, people get fired up about it. And he's going to rank three NFL quarterbacks that have one thing in common. Do we know what we're talking about here, guys? Anybody? Anybody? I don't have a read. We'll just, we'll get into that all coming up next. That thanks. We'll just do it next. <laughs> 
Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Michael is in Queens. Michael, what's up, man? And as far as Key goes and the diva, Key, you're so diva, it's more like Kiva should be your new name. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, and Sirius XM Channel 80. And your smart speakers, of course. Monica McNutt, Jason Fitz, sitting in with Keyshawn this morning. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And this music means Keyshawn's taking us to camp. Yesterday, T- Keyshawn took us to church with a little first take, as he was uh, preaching on Alabama quarterbacks. And so, you know, there's a lot of conversation this year, Key, about you know what to expect from different quarterbacks in high-pressure situations. Mac Jones, obviously, is going into a situation. Can he win the job uh, in New England? You can look at Tua Tungvaloa in Miami and say, hey, what's next for Tua? But Jalen Hurts for Philly obviously has the expectations that come with the Eagles. So you were asked yesterday your thoughts on Jalen Hurts uh, and taking him amongst all former Bama quarterbacks as your top overall. Why, good sir? Well, I think when you look at Jalen Hurts, he certainly his style of play transitions to the NFL's today's quarterbacks. When you talk about when off-schedule plays can happen, he's able to deliver them, whether it's running the ball, getting outside the pocket, and he also has a strong arm. Obviously, he needs to get better, more accurate at doing things, but that's going to come with time. He's also a natural leader. You think about some of the things that he that went on with him at Alabama. He doesn't start the opening day game in college football against USC. He comes in, he rallies from behind, they win that football game. Then he loses his job to Tua Tagovailoa, who's now at the Miami Dolphins. He says, okay, no problem. I'll stick around. I won't transfer a pile. That's leadership. He then leaves, goes to Oklahoma, has Oklahoma right in the thick of things for the BC, or not the BCS, the National Championship, Final Four. He takes care of business there. Then he goes on. He gets drafted in the second round, doesn't complain, doesn't pile, doesn't do anything except get Carson Wentz bench. Didn't have a... Great four-game stretch, clearly, but he was young, still learning, 
and they move on from Carson Wentz because they believe in what he can bring to the table at the quarterback position. I think he has a long way to go with a short time to get there, but he certainly can do it. Are you at all, I mean, when you think about the long-term trajectory for all three Alabama quarterbacks we're talking about, Mac Jones is going to be under Bill. He's going to have time to figure it out and not going to be asked to play right away. And Tua came in and had his ups and downs, but he also didn't have a normal offseason. Nothing was normal in COVID. Their practice schedule was different, and he was recovering from a gruesome injury. So, Also, please refer to Mac Jones the way we referred to him on the show as Easy Mac. Continue. Yeah, I don't refer to him as Easy Mac. but uh, Shouldn't know. he be Kraft Mac, given that he's with the – Patriots? Oh, that's, look at that. That's I mean, that, and Kraft Mac and Cheese. Look, Ma- Ma- Mac Jones, Mac Jones, good stuff. Mac Jones will have whatever career in the NFL. Oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know if he'll be a star, a non-star, whatever. But what I do know is he won't be on the field this year. That I can promise you that he will not be the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. I know a lot of people are pushing that. They want that to see that because it reminds them of terrific time so much. He's big and strong in the pocket. All of those things. I Does get it. it. I, I get it. <laughs> I, under, I understand that. But this dude that's the starting quarterback, according to the head coach and Bill Belichick, went out there and assembled a nice nucleus of players to surround Cam Newton with so that they can get back to where they've been before, which is making deep playoff runs this year. Beyond this year, I don't know what the future holds for Mac Jones or Cam Newton. I know this year, though, this is Cam Newton's team, and it's all about Cam Newton. As far as Tua goes, you know, there's, there's conversations that were swirling around Miami prior to the draft on whether or not they wanted to entertain uh, a quarterback, in particular Deshaun Watson. The Deshaun Watson situation came up. That noise kind of quieted down a little bit. And every all of a sudden, it was, oh, we really like Tua. We really like Tua. Prior to that, there was no we really like Tua. Once the Deshaun situation <laughs> happened, we really like Tua to give him the confidence to be the starting quarterback and lead the team in Miami. They drafted Jalen Waddle, a teammate of his from Alabama. They bring in another weapon in Will Fuller. All of those things, they're doing well. They have an emerging defense. I like Coach Flores and, and the general manager Greer. They've done a tremendous job at putting this Miami Dolphin team together. I just don't know if Tua is the answer at quarterback for them, not now, but also long term. I think for me, I just root for Tua. Like, I'm the first to admit watching him so much in college, covering him so much in college, I find myself to be such a fan. It's hard for me to take those glasses off. Hey, but, yeah, uh, I I would. And I understand. I never had any glasses. Talk to me about why, though. what's, What's your question mark around Tua? Well, I just, I, well, first of all, I don't like quarterbacks that seem to can't throw from the pocket at, mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. Okay, okay. Um, his body of work in the NFL is still short. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons that they, you know, wanted a better quarterback. Whenever a team decides that they're sniffing around to, to upgrade a position, is because they're not satisfied at what they already have mm-hmm, mm-hmm. based on what they've seen. He was benched, I believe, three to four times three, last yeah. year doing a course of a game when they should have been winning the game. Mm-hmm. They decided to put him down because, you know, it just wasn't working out. And everybody says, well, he didn't get an offseason. Mm-hmm. He didn't I get – I mean, is that, a, is that a real factor in your mind? Didn't get an offseason? I, I, don't, I don't buy into that, man. The offseason, the offseason, everybody is rotating. You get, you're not even getting real reps. Those reps – Even are, for a rookie? It, those reps to me. Now, other people may argue well, against that. They're not meaningful. They're, they, you're in on the field for an hour and a half 
and, and you're stretching and you're throwing the ball around and that's pretty much it and you're watching some film. That's, it's not what you think. People think the offseason, like, oh, my God, think about it. From May to June, you're doing a little bit of work. Then you're off. You, you're, you're gone for six weeks. Then you come back in training camp, and that's when things start to pick up training camp, preseason, and into the season. But training camp was so weird with COVID. And then, like, Monica, I'd also I, – I wonder just, like, the transition when you're becoming a pro, right? Your like, growth, I think your, growth, your growth comes – by the time you – your growth comes midway through your rookie season. That's when you start so you, to see, okay, so if a, a rookie doesn't hit immediately, you give him time to start to show eight weeks into the season, nine weeks into the season, you're watching him at practice, you can see certain things, you're like, yeah, he's growing. So He's his, growing. So looking back, Fitz should have stayed the starter, or you, you needed to see what you saw from two? I, I think they should have continued to, to play Fitz Magic from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I don't think – once you make that decision to start a veteran quarterback, you ride him until you are, are mathematically eliminated then you go with a rookie. He was playing decent ball. Like they were, they were yeah, fine when they was made. Fine. Yeah. yeah, you know this is not. This is not. It, okay, that was not the Baltimore Ravens of a couple years ago when Joe Flacco couldn't get out of his own yeah. way, mm-hmm. and the team could see it. It's like we have a good team with an opportunity, and we have a dynamic playmaker sitting on the bench. Let's insert him into the lineup. Whoa. Oh, my God. Look what we discovered. That's not that. Fitzy had them in the mix. Twist the question a little bit, though, because you're talking about Jalen Hurts with Philly, really, and Tua with Miami. And I, I hear you. Jalen Hurts probably in a better situation right now to have success today. Which team's going to no, be better? Miami, like, Miami is in a better situation because they have the better team. Right. So Miami's going to have the better year. But, right? but nobody's trying to replace Jalen Hurts. Also, They're trying to replace Tua. Whether they want to say it or not, the fact that you were sniffing around Deshaun Watson tells please, me you were trying me to the replace. Sniff soundbite again, one more time. Okay, please somebody cut that off. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, I need do that we, what life. do we know about this this Philly coach? You know, because I, I don't know much about him. Uh, he was a quarterback coach at the Indianapolis Colts. A lot of people praise him and think that he is uh, going to be a good coach in the NFL. Some people don't like his press conferences. I don't really care about a press conference. That's just, you know, the media, so to speak. Uh, but I think Jay, yeah, Sirianni, I just think that, that um, you make a good Jalen point, like, Hurts will be good. Uh, the the Jalen thing is is interesting just because you're right. You sniffing be able to around Tua. Around, but you got to be like, able to move around too, man. If, if you're less than a year in and you're sniffing around on your quarterback, I think that should make everybody a little think uncomfortable. About, think I just about, try do to, me a favor I, for a second, though, outside of Tom Brady. Think about all the good quarterbacks in the National Football League. What do they have in common? The ability to throw the ball. The ability to move. The ability to get move. out of the damn way when them dudes is coming around at edge to hit you in the so, back of the head. So, okay, let's go all the way back then here because I personally was like, I just don't get it. A hip injury and a mobility is a big deal. Like, would you have not taken to it in the first place? I, Me personally, I didn't have him as my number one quarterback on the board. I had Justin Herbert on the board okay. who the Chargers took as my number one guy. I- I mean, I followed him as much as I didn't have Joe Burrow as the number one. Yeah. I had you didn't Jeff. have Burrow as number one. No, I don't care about statistics and winning a national. Title. Oh, I don't care about. Statistics I care about either, what but. I saw with my eyes. I saw Justin Herbert throwing the football to a couple guys that were not going to the NFL at all. I saw poise. I saw all those things, and I saw him three times in person his senior year, and twice his sophomore, twice his junior year in person. And I said, okay, that 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 there to me. 
is an NFL quarterback. The, the only reason I'm shocked is like, because honestly, I, I saw Burrow a bunch of times in person with college football that year, and the, the guys that played were all standing in amazement with them. So I, I just, that's the only reason I, I push back to that, that to, to the Burrow part of it is because not even from my eye, but from guys that played when we were standing on the sidelines at the SEC championship game or at the national championship game, it was, my God, athletic that, and, that, and accurate. But, that, you know. that, and that's but yeah. okay. It's a preference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, a preference, and that's okay. But my eyes, which I trust, of course, tell me that Justin Herbert was that dude that's what it showed me. And when he came in for the L.A. Chargers, he seemed to answer the yeah. bell. I mean, it's and, – it's, and, and Burrow did a hell of a job in a bad situation in Cincinnati. There's no question about it. I just prefer Justin Herbert over Joe Burrow. I've seen a long body of work versus a dude that transferred from school one year with a bunch of first-round picks oh, around right. and around him in an offense that allowed him to do those sort of things. Now – it's going to be hard to to grade him in year two based on his ACL because what if he doesn't show those same flashes? Now we look at it and say, well, maybe it's the ACL. So it's going to be hard to judge him. And, and maybe everybody got it right, too. Like maybe yeah, Herbert maybe, and Burrow yeah. are both going to yeah, turn absolutely. out to be great. Like, Absol- I think they're both absolutely. Talents. And Herbert probably would have been, if he came out his junior year, he could have been, been number, the number one yeah, overall pick. 100%. Depend- well, just depends because – Cliff Kingsbury took the job in Arizona, and he attached himself to Kyler Murray because that's what he preferred. But he would have certainly been graded out as the number one overall guy, even with Kyler Murray there. Yeah, a thousand percent. All right, we're going to play fill in the blank. He's going to tell us who wins the NBA championship. We'll do that. But first, we got to get you Sports Center. Milton fires a pass inside to Lopez, who turns and puts the hook in a thirty-point game five delivery for Brooke Lopez. Wow! And have they all been in the paint? I don't remember anything outside it. He is dominated in there. One sixteen, one hundred two bucks. Two minutes to go. John Barry, Mark Estesur on the call on ESPN Radio Sports Center right now. Even without two-time MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Bucks beat the Hawks 123-112 in Game 5. They get the 3-2 series lead. They are now one win away from their first NBA Finals appearance in nearly half a century. You can check out Game 6 Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Let's get over to some NFL news. The NFL throwing fines out to everybody. They find the Jacksonville Jaguars, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Dallas Cowboys for organized team activity violations. According to our own Adam Schefter, other penalties include the NFL Management Council ordering the 49ers to cancel the final week of OTAs last month and then all-around notes of stop cheating. The Jaguars Jaguars were fined 200000 bucks. Urban Meyer, $100,000. Woo! Welcome to the bigs, coach. Get you a little tennis news. 17-year-old American Coco Goff advanced to the third round of Wimbledon with a 6-4, 6-3 win. With the win Saturday, she would be the fifth woman in the open era to reach the round of 16 at each of their first two Wimbledon appearances. 59% of her first serves have gone unreturned this tournament. That's the best mark by any woman left in the field. SportsCenter is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can say big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM, Channel 80, your smart speakers, Monica McNutt, Jason Fitz, sitting with Keyshawn. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. 
And it's time to bring Evan in on the show so we can have a little bit of fun with fill in the blank. Yeah, let's do it. Fill in the blank, guys. Blank will win the NBA championship. Start with an easy one. Phoenix Suns. I think the Phoenix Suns will win the NBA championship despite which team comes out of the East. Chris Paul is due, and I just feel like there's magic in the air. I actually agree with the Phoenix Suns. I think it's Suns-Bucks in the final, and the uh, Suns win that series, especially without Giannis. Not give you Bucks. Sorry, Bucks. Uh, sorry, Hawks. Whoever. We all agree. Look at that. That was easy. Okay. So we tomorrow, Fitz, don't come in here and be like, I said, you guys said. No, 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 no. Who's I mean, oh, yeah, you're right. No, no. Sorry. Whenever you work tomorrow? Absolutely not. Uh, I always work, dude. I'm a grinder. Remember? He's, Na- he's Nathan's hot dog eating Nathan's contest. hot dog eating contest uh, I won't Sunday. I will be working tomorrow. No, you want to come here. to Coney Island and I'm eat hot dogs with I'm us? All, I'm going to be talking to y'all. No offense. But okay. Continue. Hot Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Hey, dog, chill. Stop judging. Watch it on ESPN Sunday. I love this. Evan, what do you got next for us? Sorry, I was also producing the show. I, I know, I know. That's so why we were stalling. This season will be blank. Who uh, was this so, one? What was that what again? What did you say? The most Sorry. surprising the quarterback. The most surprising quarterback in the NFL this season will be blank. Cameron Newton. Jameis Winston. Ooh, I think I like Jameis that. Winston will be a surprise to a lot of people. He falls in that category where a lot of individuals have kind of just, you know, written him off and, and basically said, the crab legs have got a hold of his career, and it's all over with for him. He's a lifetime backup. Eat a W. I am going to go with Sam Darnold as the most surprising quarterback oh. this year just because you get away from Adam Gase, you have success. So maybe getting away from Adam Gase in a new situation is all he needs. So but I'll see, that's that. the, the difference, though, for me between Sam and like a Jameis is that Sam goes in as the starting quarterback via trade where Jameis Winston was on the streets. And had uh, to be picked fair. up yeah. and dusted off. That's the only difference. But I agree with you. Sam Darnold could potentially have an amazing season with Joe Brady and Kristen McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson and what they're trying to build in Carolina. All right. Uh, and I pick Cam because the whole thing has been upgraded, <laughs> uploaded, whatever you want to call it. He's sure. back, baby. Man, if Cam like, – and, and, and I'll tell Cam I'm to his damn kidding. face. If know. you don't perform, you're going to retire. Because it, it, it ain't that, no, I, we're running out of excuses. That's uh, Ypsilanti High School offensive coordinator Adam Gase. Not sure you saw that news this week. Oh, he no, he got a new job. Congratulations. <laughs> that team getting ready to be bad. <laughs> Ypsilanti's quarterback <laughs> development is about to hit a real wall. That, not, guy, that kid that thought he was getting ready to get a scholarship. That kid that thought he was getting a scholarship. Eh. What do you got next for us, Evan? David Fisdale will take over as Lakers head coach by blank. Fisdale, now an assistant. I know, but that's not. I don't, I, I don't think, even. Yeah, know. I don't think he's taking over. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I don't he's taking over. And that's the answer. Yeah, right. I, I don't think he he's taking over as head coach. He, by he, look, he was hired because ago. he's a hell of a he's a hell of a coach. He's also a LA native. My homeboy Fizz. What's up? Been knowing him since childhood, and he's a good friend of LeBron James. And he, he it, and so in the end of the day, his resume and the relationship. It puts it all right there, but I don't think he's taking over the Lakers anytime soon. And by the way, like I, I love the fact that he's back in the league. I thought he got a raw deal in Memphis. I thought the Knicks situation was really strange. That was tough. You know, so I, I look at Fizz and I think I'd be awesome. Like I'd love that. But at this point, the Lakers are going to get healthy and they're going to be just fine. So I don't see Vogel getting getting canned. They're uh, going to be healthy. It's going to be just fine. But key, what's up? The West is getting more and more challenging. Yeah, but we good though. We good. We the Lakers, man. We straight. Don't worry about us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, the NFL has 17 games. When you answer this next question, there are two blanks you need to fill in. The Raiders will finish blank and blank in 2021. Nine and eight. Nine and eight. 
eight and nine. <laughs> yeah, nine and eight, missing the playoffs. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna say the Raiders. I'm, I'm with Monica. I think they're gonna be eight and nine. I I'll tell you this. I think they're gonna be eight and nine, and John Gruden is gonna say, you know what? I thought it was. I thought it was for me. The the NFL. I, I want to do Monday Night Football again. Wow. And the NFL is starting back on ESPN. Monday Night Football starting in 2022, and I want to be a part of that. Wow. So wow. you're predicting Gruden walks too? Uh, I will say this. I predict this. he walks before he gets fired. Uh, I like that because prediction. he goes back to TV because it's, the NFL is just too much for him at this point. He can't get over the hump. If the Raiders win 10 games, I'm throwing a, a, like an entire ticker tape parade like down my street. Like There's going to be a whole balloon thing floats, all of it. It's all happening. Hey, It's all good. We're moving on. Let's go. Schedule? Yeah, I'm just looking at their schedule. It's Woo. brutal. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. If Key was a college athlete, he would be endorsing blank. Everything. <laughs> Everything. I'm going to get fooled. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm going to eat it all up out west in L.A., in California. Oh, man, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Because um, I got it. I understood. I understood exactly what it was that I needed to do to put myself on the map. Not only play well on the field, but also handle my business off the field. I'm going to go with your receiver. So I'm going to go with like speed stick. That would have been one. You would have gone with the speed, speed thing. Uh, five hour energy because yeah. you got the constant like energy going. Like I'm thinking of all these wide receiver times. Y'all call me. I got the um, speed, speed stick. I got speed you stick. in somebody's flip flop brand and visor hat headband thing. Mm. But so, the one thing I know Key would do is every time he walks to the podium, he'd be like, hey, y'all, just check out my, and he'll insert brand name here. 100%. Or he'd be like, you know what, so I, I, I really had a great game because I was chewing Tic Tacs the whole right. time. Tic Tacs, Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> hey, you know what's so funny about that, though, Fitz? So my senior year, 1996, hate to date myself. Let me ask you a Boy, question. Oh. What was the biggest college bowl game in the, the Rose Bowl? Of, the Rose Bowl, right? 100%. The biggest granddaddy of them all on stage. Our sponsor was Nike. A team, the college, the whole Nike, everything, swoosh on the shoe. My entire shoe was all black. In the, in the Rose Bowl. Wow. They were not very happy with me. Why you do that? Because I was getting ready to sign with Adidas. Mm. But exactly. I didn't know if it was going to be Adidas or another shoe company, but I wasn't giving them. My team, you know, my equipment manager looked up. And he was like, I was like, man, don't you touch my shoes. Yeah, why do I feel like by this year it'll be like, hey, it's the 1-800-Flowers Rose Bowl. You know, I mean, they're going to find <laughs> someone. Everybody's going to be tying into everything. Speaking of name, image, likeness, it is changing the landscape of NCAA sports in front of us. And one of the biggest coaches in college football has suddenly changed his Ooh, opinion on it. You'll hear this. from him next. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio. How much? I think one of you guys is supposed to read something. I got it. No? I was looking for it. I, I don't know. It. It's time for some straight talk. We've all been there. You have some real work to do, but the free Wi-Fi where, where you're working isn't going to cut it. It's like leaving the winning runner stranded on third base. Not good. Well, now you can be your own hotspot with straight talk unlimited plan. Get 10 gigs of hotspot data, just 55 bucks a month. Hmm, that's reasonable. All on America's largest, most dependable network. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Compatible device required. See straighttalk.com for details. Now you've got compliance officers at every school that are going to be trying to figure out what's okay, what's not okay, the involvement of outside parties. Whether you think this is good, bad, or indifferent, it is changing. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I'm Jay Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Yes, Friday. Monica McNutt, Jason Fitz. Don't you? Sitting with Keyshawn Johnson. Don't flinch. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and all of our guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Like I said, KJZ presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, so context matters in the form of conversation when it comes to name image likeness. Now, context has changed a little bit, or at least the quotes have changed a little bit, from one of the uh, biggest coaches in college football, Dabo Sweeney from Clemson. Now, this is in 2014, he was quoted as saying, as far as paying players, professionalizing college athletics, that's where you lose me. I'll go to something else, because there's enough entitlement in this world as, as it is. I should say, he has since clarified that at the time he was talking about payers being played a salary, not name, image, likeness. He's walked that back. Over the last couple of years, since name, image, likeness became a conversation, it's become a little bit different in his tone. So he says, in 2014, I was referring just to the concept of players being played. That being said, he was uh, he has addressed the team. And to that, uh, Darian Wrencher, the Clemson running back, was on Packer and Durham yesterday and said this when asked about what advice Dabo has given the team. Y'all boys better grow quick uh, and figure it out. Uh, <laughs> but he's, he's excited. Uh, I know he kind of catches some things that get, get, like gets out of context. But he's excited for us to, man, make the most of this opportunity. Um, he's equipping us with everything on the, on the, as much as they can on their end to make sure we have as much content, as much connections as we can. And I think Clemson's done a great job up to this point of, like, I've been on several internships with several companies that hopefully I'll get to do partnerships with or work with uh so i feel like clemson's been set up to win for a very long time and now uh we kind of just get release to go be all we can be yeah i mean the re- he's so right about the release and the amount of people around certain programs but it does raise an interesting question y'all about sort of the approach for recruiting and the approach for transfers and what all this means because i can envision i use georgia as an example of a school that you know over the last several years has recruited so well at the quarterback position that they find themselves frequently having three, four different guys, and then they make their decision right or wrong on who they're sticking with, and whoever they don't go with seems to transfer somewhere. I mean, are we going to live in a world key in your mind where the transfer decision, especially in a transfer portal where you can go and play right away somewhere, is there some moment where in your mind you're Justin Fields and you want to transfer to Ohio State, you're going to make that decision maybe now based on not just where you want to play, but also where you can get paid to do it. I don't necessarily know that a Justin Fields type player, a five-star, four-star recruit, is making a decision based on where they could monetize their name, likeness, and image and make money. You're still talking about 19, 20-year-old kids 
that are trying to get to the NFL. If you make a, a short-term decision based on some money, you're de- you could potentially derail your opportunity to get to the next level. And I know what you mean, thinking that, okay, there's places like Clemson, which I think Dalbo Sweeney, even though he's walking back and he does a lot of, you know, that's just Dalbo. He just talks. Uh, but he's done a tremendous job, and I know it firsthand, with how he has constructed his program in being able to help his players on all walks of life. He, he has done that. I'll tip my hat off to him as far as that. I spent a lot of time with him doing my son's recruitment, and, and I followed the program from the time that he took over as head coach to where he is today. But when you're making a decision, you got to make a, a lifelong decision, long-term. You cannot make a short-term decision. Oh, I'm going to transfer to Michigan because I'm not playing here. And then all of a sudden, you get to Michigan, and you may not, you may not get on the field because you got to remember you're not the only person they're recruiting. There's other players that are in high school that they're recruiting and other guys in the portal that they're recruiting. And you would say to me, well, what if they told you that they're only going to take one at your position? They're not going to take any more. And so you would think, oh, okay, I got a shot at doing it. It doesn't work like that. It just, it doesn't. The portal, the portal is interesting. It's, it's so backed up right now. There's a number of kids, man, that left schools thinking, oh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm a four or five star. Teams don't even have room for you. I may be alone in this, but I think this thing is just a smidge overblown right now. This whole, like, how NIL is going to play into it. I still think we're dealing with a upper echelon of athletes that can command, command solely yes. on who they are Absolutely. as athletes in their future, 100%. right? Then you're going to have some that are your social media stars that are funny and quirky on TikTok, right? And that, that can go across different sports. But this idea that I just, I don't, I'm just a little bit cool on it. Well, and, and I, I think, think it's a little bit. I mean, it is a lot. It is a lot, mm. Fitzy and Monica, to, to, it's a lot. People are putting a lot on it. And I've been trying to tell people, there's only a certain amount of players yeah. that's going to be able to benefit for everybody just because you're on a college team and you have a social media following. Everybody ain't making a Everybody ain't making that type of money. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll say, like, what I first and foremost want to do is take the social media aspect of it and separate it a little bit. That's because, important. Like, yes. that is – if you've created a TikTok brand like the gymnast that is blowing up, then good yeah. on you. Go get every dime that you possibly can for it. I think there's a separate conversation a little bit. Like, I'll use Jalen Hurts that we were talking about uh-huh. earlier as an example. Somebody that had – so much resume with Alabama was benched at halftime of the national championship game. Tua comes in and wins that thing. So if you're Jalen Hurts and now you're looking around and saying, well, I think I want to go play for Oklahoma, I'm just wondering how much it sweetens the pot when you're that person making that decision. Not, and, but also, but Keith, Jalen Hurts and his family, Jalen Hurts and his family were not making it. it wouldn't, 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 because the decisions made, they wouldn't have made a decision based on revenue being Boom. generated at that point in time because that's small thinking. I was, he was trying yes. to get to Sundays, not trying to get to buy himself I was just a car right now. Yeah. That, that's small thinking. This is so because I'm, I'm so glad you said that because as much as, yes, this is changing the platform and the game is, oh, we got to figure it out. To your point yesterday that we were having in terms of hopefully this doesn't become so much of a distraction that players that are capable of getting to Sunday or getting to the NBA or the WNBA don't lose sight of the big picture. To me, 
even if XYZ school is throwing me this bag, but they will, I will not play in a bowl game or in the college football playoff. There's still a football decision to be made yes, based got, on these athletes' you future. Got, you got to make a football decision. And a conversation that, that you've been trying to have with me, Jason, is Uh-oh, about, first name. Is about <laughs> college basketball. And how does this change the landscape in college basketball recruiting, which could potentially help college basketball based on certain programs in certain cities being able to get the potential one-and-done, two-and-done type players away from the G League, away from the, the – uh, what's the other – Overtime the other, elite. The overtime elite. Or overseas. Or overseas. That could potentially play a big role in it. Well, Key doing a great job of teasing. We're going to talk about that <laughs> later because I think there's a total separate conversation to be had for college basketball, which, by the way, comes into this entire NCAA conversation that we've been having. You can't put one blanket statement across all sports for what this means for all athletes, and it's important that we keep trying to find the nuance in everything we're talking about with it. But next, the Bucks came up big in Game 5, but was it because they went big? That's next, KJZ on ESPN Radio and ESPN News.